Warning, this podcast discusses the books in detail. It may contain spoilers. Welcome to Books and Brunch, a book club turned podcast. We're so glad you joined us. I'm Katera. And I'm Kara. Let's sit and chat and snack a while. So welcome back to Books and Brunch. I'm Katera. And I'm Kara. And we are in part two of Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. And as we discussed, uh, a little warning that it has got some graphic content and yes. while enjoyed by a lot is not enjoyed by everyone. And so we just want to make sure that um, the scenes that are graphic in nature are sex scenes. And so mm-hmm. just to be aware, maybe not listen around your children. Um, although I don't plan on going into a lot of detail simply because I think it's I think those sorts of things are better left to the imagination. Yeah, I can't describe them as what best, better than an author can. Absolutely. Nor can I make them pretty. (laughs) But I guess just in the realm of like, make sure you're feeling like this book is age appropriate for kids to hear because it is pretty crass at times yes um but and especially if you do decide to read the book um just kind of make sure you pre-read before you let your kiddos read yes so we jump into chapter seven and um we are taken into chloe's apartment and she has fallen asleep while working and she wakes up to a knock on the door and it's red and she lets him in and he makes some smart comment like, um, or she says, oh, no, you you caught me asleep. And she's like, I guess we've both caught each other asleep now. And he was like, uh, she didn't find him asleep last time. He only, she made the assumption that she had woken right, him. Right, right. When really he had been pleasuring himself i think the other funny part about this is that she is in a onesie she is absolutely in is it a lemur is that what she says it is it's like got a tail yes uh this is totally me now i don't wear onesies on a normal basis but i do enjoy them in the winter i don't like them if they have feet like i like them if they don't have feet but one of my favorites is my christmas onesie i love christmas it's my favorite. If I could have a Christmas-themed birthday party, that would be amazing. I mean, you could. I could. <laughs> Why not? It's my birthday. Um, but so it has Elf on it. And it says Son of a Nutcracker. And mm. the hood has a jingle bell. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I totally can understand my mother now. And I didn't as a kid. But she, at Christmas time, ties jingle bells through her shoelaces so when she watched, she used to work in a city jail, so she couldn't like dress up for holidays. Right, right. Uh, but so she could wear jingle bells. And so she would lace them through her shoelaces and jingle all the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but so she is. So she's like in this onesie um, that has a tail. I believe it's a lemur. I'm and was sure it, it's adorable. Was it like. Unzipped a little bit or something. Didn't I think it? I think he comments that she he can like see like maybe cleavage or something. And yeah. she's hot because she was cold when she fell asleep, <laughs> but now she's warm. Um, 
But so he wants to discuss the list or she wants to discuss the list. And so she's like, you know, he's like, "Um, great, I'm free on Saturday. I'll take you out for drinks then. And she's like, wait, that's soon. That's really soon. Um, And she's like, okay, fine. We'll go out. Saturday's good. I'll go Saturday. And he's like, well, how about camping? It's the next thing on your list. And he's like, jumping the gun. Like, let's knock these off your list. And he's like, okay, what about Saturday to Sunday next week? And she's like, oh, okay. um, Okay, I guess we're in. Like, they're all in at this point. He is all in on helping her. Like, Mm -hmm. sort out and knock these items off her get-a-life list. Only this is her edited get-a-life list. She hasn't really told him all of the items on her list. Um, And they also discuss backpacking, but I think they kind of squash that for now. Yeah, I think it just, he was trying to get a feel for what that meant And how serious are you? Right. Uh, But at some point, he breaches this, he crosses this line and he says, so here's the deal. I know you're sick. Yep. I need to know so I can help you. Like, how prepared do I need to be? And especially going over a night. Right. Right. And he really has no idea how ill she is or what type of sickness she has. Mm -hmm. And and I think he's just trying to be understanding. Uh, but he's a man, and so he's right. like, "You got You just need to tell me." I yeah, I think they talked on. to. If I remember correctly, they talked about it kind of as they were talking about the backpacking. He was like, "All right, if we're gonna do all these things, right, and I'm gonna be with you for longer periods of time, I need to know what's going on, so that Absolutely. maybe I don't push you to do something that you're not supposed right. to do right. or whatever." Right. Absolutely, and so, um, so she tells him about her fibromyalgia. And he's like, well, tell me about the before. Like, what happened before? Mm -hmm. And so Chloe tells Red that she um, had gotten pneumonia playing a volleyball game. um, Or following playing a volleyball game in the rain. Mm -hmm. And And at this point, she was also engaged. Yes. Um, But her pneumonia triggered her fibromyalgia. And... In the course of trying to discover what was wrong and what was happening to her body, her friends kind of faded. Her fiance left her because he couldn't even. He was like, I can't see. Right. Right. Like we talked about in the episode before. Unfortunately, fibromyalgia, it used to be one of those things. Well, if we can't find what's wrong with you, you just kind of go in this category of fibromyalgia. But now there's more research to show that fibromyalgia actually is something that actually exists. There are some tests. We're kind of learning more as we go without fibromyalgia. But um, in her process of being diagnosed, people didn't believe her. And so, like, like you were saying... They people just kind of fell off, and she was bullied a little bit. Her fiance, I don't remember the exact comment he made that she tells Red, but it was something like, "You're faking, and he I'm said done he with you." Concrete evidence, right? That she could not provide, right? Um, and that her word was Red is angry that her word alone isn't enough for her ex-fiance. right fiance. He's fuming, and so um. My next note is that he tells her to take all her clothes off. Yeah, he does. He tells her, <laughs> uh, he tells her to go change. He says, you're hot. And then he touches her. 
And I even wrote down, it sends like the shock of arousal through her Mm -hmm. that she's like, doesn't quite know how to feel. Like she knows he's attractive and she finds him attractive. Yep. Um, But that he touches her chin and he like turns her towards him and he rests like his forehead on her temple and he like laces his fingers through like in her hand, like opening her hand. And I... So I I had to go back and make a second note because I, I think I, like, glazed over it at some point because he, like, kisses her jaw and she, like, whimpers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, only apparently I missed the fact that he licked her earlobe. Oh, I don't remember that part. I See, I missed it. And then so later I'm like, why is it talking about her earlobe? And I was like, wait, let me go. Let me go back. So I read it. I go back and read it. And he tells her that he likes that whimpering sound she made uh but he licks her earlobe and he asks her hey some people get turned on by the random thing you know um but he asks her if he can kiss her and she says stop (laughs) yep she like puts a complete like hard stop and he's like are you okay she's like i'm fine and i think she just like is like internally panicking like she wants to kiss him but i think she's afraid of what that will mean and what that changes right and i think that that's i don't i didn't make notes of like every single kind of internal thought she had but um what talia hibbert is good at is kind of putting like her thoughts on paper a little bit and so i think chloe kind of makes mention of like well this is like going faster than I could have ever perhaps imagined. And right. We went I'm from still f- scarred some emails right. too. And I'm still scarred from this this mm-hmm. other dude who's like, peace out, Girl Scout, just because you got some weird <laughs> you got this weird, I don't know what it is, fibromyalgia. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um she even says at some point she just feels a little out of control. Like um, she just feels a little bit out of, you know, mm-hmm. a space that she has complete control over. Right. And she's like, um, I'll see you Saturday. And is like trying to push him out the door by Redford. And she's like, no more talking. And he's like, you don't want to talk about how you won't kiss me. And she's like, stop talking. Um, and he like laughs his way out the door. And I just, I just loved kind of mm-hmm. this. He like gives her a hard time about it. Like, he's like, you don't want to talk about that. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you liked me licking your ear and she's like, stop talking, just leave now. Um, but so waiting for Saturday, um, Chloe finds out that the cat that she has rescued, she's named him Smudge, um, mm-hmm. has an owner and she is heartbroken because she has fallen in love with the sweet kitty. Yep. And um, so Red shows up for their bar hopping date and Chloe's still in a robe and he's like, um, okay. And Red gets all lusty um, and sees her like bend over to pick something up or something. And he sees like the back of her thigh from her robe. (laughs) And, um, but you know what? I mean, it, it just reminds me of like when Josh and I, well, I'm sure Josh would still do the same thing if I was in a robe and bent over. But, uh, but the first thing I thought of was like when I, when we were early married, like if he had seen the back of my thigh, when I, he would have like pushed me over and like tried to make out with me on the couch. Like it just, he's like right. trying to contain himself. Right. Um, and then she gets a call from Gigi. Yes. Well, she goes to change. Wait. Yeah. 
I didn't write that down. Yeah. I didn't write that down. Yeah, Chloe, I said, Chloe's getting ready to go to the bars with Red when her grandmother calls. Oh. And I think this is, I think she tells Gigi about the cat, which is how Red learns about it. Because I have next, Chloe has learned that the cat she saved belongs to a woman named Annie who is away. And she's like, oh, why right. would you ever? What a and Gigi is yeah. totally in 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 Chloe's court. She's like, what a horrible parent she is. Right. That she would leave her cat and go right. out of town. Yes, I yes. do remember that. And yes. Gigi's totally like on her side, even mm-hmm. though it sounds totally ridiculous that an owner... And a pet owner could not take a vacation responsibly. Um, but so I put that um, she goes to change. And she comes out with this gold curve hugging low cut thigh split dress on. And skanky. It, and red is just like fudge. That's <laughs> not, not the word he, he used. Said. Uh, but he's just like, how do I control myself now? Like, I really, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. his internal dialogue is like, oh boy, I'm in trouble. Um, yep. so he like tries to school her on the art of a drunken night out. And that first you have to go to a cheat bar. Yep. Load yourself up at the cheat bar before yep. you go off to this nightclub and spend some good money on right. some drinks, right? Right. You load up on the cheap stuff. You don't mm-hmm. spend all your money on a couple of drinks when you could get a lot more bang for your buck. He has to like tell her how like you gotta drink water and Right, right. I think there's some discussion about like you make sure you eat so you don't have a hangover. Yep. And Yep. So Red uh takes her to this nightclub and he finds her a spot at the bar and he like pins Chloe to the bar. And, like, leans in and is, like, breathy yep. in her ear trying to yell because it's a nightclub. Yes. Um, and he yells, you know, what do you want? And it, I, I even wrote down that her breath and his breath in her ear made her legs tingle. Yep. And part, of, part of me the- joked was, like, is that just the fibromyalgia? <laughs> <laughs> or is that really because she's, she's a little weak in the knees? Him. Right. Yeah, I wrote that she was hot for red. Yes. While they were there. So he had rum and Cokes, and she had uh, cherry sours, which I've never had. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of sour mix, unfortunately, so I've not really had those. And I have been to my share of nightclubs, unfortunately, (laughs) in my college days. I I was a Cosmo girl. I'm not a big dancer. I'm not. Let me rephrase that. I don't enjoy dancing. I feel a little bit like an uncoordinated string bean. Um, so I just, I mean, I have rhythm, I can sing, so I know that I, I have rhythm. Tempo and My body just does not. Move with the tempo. Right. It just doesn't, um, I almost said coordinate, but that's not the word I'm looking for. do that. Yeah, my body just doesn't cooperate. That's the the word I was, it's close, it's close to coordinate, not the same. I have some Um, not proud moments, I will say that. (laughs) Yeah, I had a, actually a college friend who had a, speaking of licking your earlobe, oh. we were at a club during college and she got her earring licked off. Ew. <laughs> yeah, from some random guy. Yeah, I didn't, I was always some like, random ear licker. get out of here, like, I don't want you near me like that, but. That's yeah. gross. That's yeah, so that was gross. nasty. I was like, you better scrub that ear, girl. <laughs> 
But in any case, yes. Chloe, like, realizes in the midst, we kind of alluded to this before, that she is the whole thought about having a drunken night isn't about the alcohol it's not about the nightclub yeah. not about guys but rather the social piece so just missing her friends about i mean there's nothing well if you've gone to a nightclub like it's so much fun to go with a bunch of girls and just like right it's a lot of it's a lot of people watching ladies and gents um there's lots of sights to see and, you know, having a nice drink and mm -hmm. you can't hear yourself think. So that's for sure. But, um, but you know, there's just something about that, like, girls night feel that she just really misses. And so they decide that they're going to leave. Yeah. She says, show me what you do for fun. Yes. And so they leave the club. And I love that, like, Gentleman Red gives her, her his jacket. And um, he puts his arm around her shoulder. And they kind of, like, walk down the sleepless streets. Yep. Um, and they he takes her down this alley that seems very creepy offhand. Like to yeah, say, I was like kind that. of confused about where I couldn't get a good picture of, like, how to picture it except for... I mean, it's like alley. graffiti or something like that. Well, or... from what I understand, they're like hung paintings. Right. It's an expedition of sort of art. Right. So he takes her down this alley full of art. And I love like it talks about how he just like makes her laugh. And just the sound of her laugh makes him feel all warm inside. Mm -hmm. And that he it even says that her laugh sounds like heaven. And I think he just has this moment where he's like, I really do like this girl. And it's not just the lusty part, right? right. It's not just that I saw the back of her thigh or right. her, her breasts are like hanging out right. of this really low cut dress she's right. put on. But that he really is just like, oh. like She cares about me. Right. There's more. It's more than lust. You know, yeah. it's I, I like her. Um, and so they're looking at the paintings and he's telling her about how his grandfather scrounged together money to send him on a field trip when he was nine mm -hmm. to the natural the national gallery mm -hmm. and so um he pays homage to his grandfather by wearing his silver rings um but anyway so um what did i put next oh so at some point red puts his hand on her like bare shoulder and for a brief moment, Chloe's just like has this thought like they're connected. And she thinks to herself, please take your hand off me before my uterus explodes. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like this sudden moment where she's like, like every like nerve ending. Oh, right. is like, Whoa. And she's just like internally like, please take your hand away because I might jump you in the alley. Right. Um, and then the owner of the art exhibit of sort yeah, pops yeah. up. Yep. And he and Red are acquainted. And they hug. Yep. And chat. And Red is like, okay, goodbye. Yep, okay, deuces. And so they leave the area pretty quickly because they're still in the alleyway for a period of time. But they leave wherever the expedition is where this the owner is. Because he's like, I'm, I'm done. He, there was some bad blood there. Yeah, and we don't really know all of the mm -mm. details, but it just, yeah, there's something that has left a bad taste in Red's mouth that he's just like, mm. 
So Chloe says, well, would you ever want to put your paintings on ex exhibit again? Because he used to. This owner exhibited Red's paintings and something happened that I don't really remember much of the details. I don't think, like you said, we were given much. And he said, nah, I'm kind of over that kind of life. I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and so then Chloe confesses that she has spied on Red. <laughs> And he knows. That, He's like, I know. Right. Especially when he paints. And he said, and it, he, that she can tell that when he's painting, he just comes alive. Yeah. And that's got to be intriguing for her to watch, too. Right. Right. So then, of course, Red um, moves on and <laughs> says, can I make you moan again? Oh, boy. Yes. Um. So I said that <laughs> Red and Chloe get hot and heavy in the alley. There are um. That is just uh a, a, not the details. Okay. There's details. Yeah. Um. And then they decide to go home. Yeah. So I, I had kind of like I yeah. Should I make you moan again? And then she says please. So I put I. But Red doesn't kiss her. So oh, he no. like, he like nibbles her lip. And then um, licks her lip and, like, whatever. And so they're talking, and he's like, let's play I want. And she says, like, I want to trace your tattoos on your chest with my tongue. Like, the, like that kind of I want. <laughs> and I was like, well, geez, girl, just, like. Put it out there. <laughs> is that what you want to do? Like, that's an internal thought. That's not something right. you say out loud. I'm sorry, That's ladies. like, I want to cope. Or is it like, right, is not I want to trace the tattoos on your chest with my tongue. Right. Uh, apparently she wanted to because she said that quick. Right. Um, And so he says, like, he wants to put his hand under her skirt and she lets him. Yep. Um, And in the dark they do things. Um, yes. But they're walking back and Chloe runs into her Aunt Mary. Yes. Who stops them. And Chloe, I think, is like surprised. Oh, yeah. She's this totally taken. This is her mother's twin sister. She's not like expecting it at all. No. And I think she doesn't quite know how to handle the situation. Right. Um, So much so that Chloe hurts Red's feelings by yeah, it's, saying, it's she's super... like, this is my friend. This is, he's just the superintendent. But instantly she feels guilty because she mm. knows that he is far more than just the superintendent right. at this point. Right. And, um, so she feels bad, but so... And then Red feels super confused about, like, what are we doing here, yeah, then? I mean, you're not even... what was all of this with my right. hand under your skirt and right. you wanting to lick my chest? Like, right. Like, what is going on? So, like, wordlessly, silently, they take a taxi home and he wakes up the next morning to an apology text message that he just doesn't know how to answer, but he knew she felt bad. Um... And I have that. So he, like, leaves her at her apartment. She, like, takes his coat off and gives it to him because she knows, like, I messed up here. Right. And he goes back and he's like, maybe I need to go into therapy like my mom said I should. Yeah. And, and I even got, he's got Dr. Maddox as a therapist yeah, card. And so he... He takes the card out. He's got like that card, and there's something else in his wallet. And he I think says, it's this. I think it's the Julian guy, the guy at the 
exhibit. Right. Oh, that's he had right. Given him right, his card. right. Right. And he says, you know what? I, I'm going to call and I'm going to make an appointment. And it doesn't say it specifically, doesn't go into detail, but we do find out that Red does have like a small session with Dr. Maddox, the mm-hmm. therapist. And so he's already got some tools to try. And, and after the apology text, they kind of reconnect. But before yeah. that, Glo- Chloe brings Smudge back to Annie. Yes. Um, whose real name is Purdy. Purdy. And I love that she's angry because because I'm a Disney fan, instantly I was like, Purdy? Like, Perdita is the name of a Dalmatian and 101 yes. Dalmatians. And like Chloe, my first thought was, that's a dog's name. But it's a cat. And she doesn't even have spot Like... Chloe's like, wait, time out. That's not happening. Why is her name right. Perdita? She's not a Dalmatian. She's a cat. Like, I don't, I don't, I, she did, right. like, she can't connect the two. It doesn't make any sense to her. What's really funny about this, though, is that Ronnie growing up had a cat named Purdy no, after Perdita, but she was black and white. Oh, that's she better. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I thought that was really because I that's was really like, funny. so I read this part and I said, wait, was your cat named Purdy? And he said, yeah. And I said, after the 101 Dalmatians, and he goes, yeah. I said, this cat was named Purdy. And he was like, no way. <laughs> that's so funny. I know. So I- one of my questions was, have you ever named a pet after like a character? Oh, I don't know. Uh, we've had lots. Well, yes. Yes. So we've had lots. M- my family growing up, we had one dog at one point. Um, mm-hmm. We ended up not keeping him. He was a lot for my, the family to handle. And I think it mm-hmm. was more, more than my parents like bargained for. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always had cats. Um, early on, I think my earliest um, pet that we had was a cat named Striper. He was like an orange and white tabby. Um, and weirdly, he liked to eat olives off of pizza. He would not. So weird. For Christmas, my mom would like cut up like canned olives and he would like put his nose up at them. But if you, but if you <laughs> took it off a of pizza, it must've been like the sauce. Sauce, right. Um, or, or the, the cheese. cheese. <laughs> but so he was a, an olive kitty. Um, but we had, uh, so many animals. I had a Himalayan that's not right. I can't remember what kind of cat she was. She was similar to Himalayan in that she was like light with dark, like dark ear and dark face. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had been burned. And so one of her ears was completely flat to her head. Mm-hmm. Um, and her name was Little Bit. Uh, but we had rescued uh, sisters who were Maine Coons and they were beautiful. They are beautiful Long cats. hair. Mm-hmm. We got them from the Humane Society when we moved back to Virginia. And um, they, <laughs> this is, this is, this, this ages me here. Um, my, one of our favorite movies at the time was Twister. Um, mm-hmm. And so Love we had, that movie. <laughs> So we had Dusty and Joe. Oh, that's great. And Joe was all black and Dusty was gray and white. And she had this like pink and gray split nose. And they were just the best. Um, 
Joe literally, um, well, she had, she died way younger than her sister. She was hit by a car, but, um, she preferred to be outside where Dusty was like, I don't care about going outside. Uh, but Joe literally, I mean, Maine Coons had that extra, you know, toe mm-hmm. and she would catch flies midair. She was an expert bird catcher that she would like bring them and leave them on the front porch for you. Um, and so they were our, our named after our character. That's funny. Animals. So um, that's so my when I was younger, I like wanted a dog so bad, but we rented from my great aunt. And so she finally let us get a dog and I named her Jasmine after Aww, Aladdin. Yes. And then um, after she passed away, my mom went without a dog for maybe about a month and a half and like it was not good. Aww. So we got her a rescue dog. Was this Grace? No. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> I got my mom um, Bella. She was a Chesapeake oh, chocolate lab. Mm-hmm. We had one, mm-hmm. and they are the best. Yeah, she was great. And so I named her Bella after Belle. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that was that. those two were the only ones that were named after characters. Yeah, we learned after the fact we adopted um, our Chesapeake Bay Retriever. Mm -hmm. Um, Barkley um, was a horse of a dog. And I know we've Mm -hmm. talked about him a little bit, but he was 130 pounds. Um, We rescued him. There was a woman who found him in a parking lot after a race one weekend. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I just have several smaller dogs and live in an apartment. And he's just, he's too big a dog for me. And um, if you can imagine... A man-sized animal running at you. Like, I came home from work to this animal in my house. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but we found out after the fact that um, the dog in Sesame Street, his name is Barkley. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Uh, but that was what she had called him, and so that's what he res- responded to, and so mm-hmm. that's what we just kept. But, uh, but yeah, we had Dusty and Joe. Aww. I do. I still love that movie. It's on Netflix right now, and I really almost turned it on the other day. It's a good it's, movie. It's just such a good movie. It just really is. I've it always is. been fascinated with tornadoes, so that was mm-hmm. like a go-to when I was right. younger. But, uh, but yes, but I had that same thought process when she's like, "Pretty, <laughs> right? Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? Right?" Uh, but when so when Annie takes her, Chloe cries. She's upset, and so mm-hmm. um, Red shows up at her apartment, and he's like, "I'm still pissed off, just so you know." Uh, but then he realizes that she's not well, that Chloe's right. not well. And so he helps right. her to the couch. And she he's really nice to her and she's like, I don't I don't want to do anything today. Right. And he says, That's okay. <clears throat> he says, That's okay. I understand. I just want to sit here with you and make sure you're okay. I just want to hang out. <clears throat> and then she's like, You do forgive me, don't you? And he said, I forgive you just fine. Um and I love that, like, even though they've they've both come to this agreement, this agreement that she is, like, wants him. Right. On a very primal level. Yes. And he very much feels the same way. Mm-hmm. He is so understanding in the fact that she is not well. And he's right. not about to push himself on her mm-hmm. when she clearly is not in a state that that would be enjoyable. Seriously. So, and then he, and I love, he realizes that, 
I don't know. I love that he just recognizes that he just wants to make her happy. He's like, so wait, when was the last time you ate? And she's like, um, and he goes, really? Like the conversation is like, really? Like, did you eat breakfast? It's the end of the day. Yeah. And so he decides, I'm going to make you stir fry. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, you really don't need to do that. I'm fine. And he said, no, I'm doing it. We're not arguing. Right. I'm telling you, I'm making you dinner. Um, yeah, and so he feeds her, and he turns on a space cowboy something. This is like a show or right. something. They and, get through one episode, and, and she passes asleep. out. Yep, and so I even wrote down, like, he carried her to bed and thought, um, like, he just kind of lays beside her and is, like, talking to her, and he mm-hmm. thinks to himself, and I think it was something that the therapist had said to him, like, I want you to kind of process and think through the good things that have happened to you that day. Mm-hmm. And so he's just laying in bed next to her. Like she's under the covers. He's on top of the covers. And he's just thinking about the good things that have happened that day for him. Yep. Um, and then he wakes up the next morning. And that puts us in our next. Um, next part. Our next. The next part of the book. Which means we are done with episode two. Which means you need to come back for episode three. To find out what happens. To find out what happens. With Red and Chloe. I'm so excited. Like, I know. I really want to jump ahead because this did not take very long. And I'm no. not okay because I want to finish. But. I know. Have you ever fallen asleep somewhere you shouldn't have? Hmm. Church. Probably. Oh. <laughs> maybe not church. No, maybe know. not church. But I think like I've. Like, falling asleep when I'm supposed to be leaving. Oh, yeah, probably. I think I've done this. Um, so, I've talked to you about my ex-boyfriend, Eric. And mm-hmm. so, my mom imposed a curfew. I never had a curfew. And I was, like, 19 years old and she imposed a curfew on me. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for that now because she was doing it for my own health yes. and well-being. But, um, so, I think I fell asleep and was like, oh, Leap. <laughs> um, and like rushed home. I actually got pulled over that night because I was late. Right. Yep. And um, I didn't get a ticket. Thankfully, the police officer was very nice and understanding. I was like, I was late for a curfew. Um, my mom was not happy, but. Right. Um, yeah. So that happened. That's the one like thing that sticks out for me the most. But yeah. Yeah. I've fallen asleep. I have not fallen asleep in church. I lie. I fell asleep. Not in the service, or we call it a worship experience. Um, I was pregnant with Levi. And I. this is what I call pregnant narcolepsy. I could have fallen asleep. I did not have this with my other pregnancies, but with Levi I did. And I was bundled up in my winter jacket. It was like December or January. And I was pretty early pregnant. I got pregnant in October and so I was still like fairly early and um I fell asleep sitting up in in a seat and our production team meaning my husband clipped my jacket covered me in clothespins because they could (laughs) 
Because I had passed out. And you were that, like, dead asleep. And I was that asleep. Wow. I didn't. I never had that problem with any of my other pregnancies. But with Levi, if I sat down somewhere, I was going to fall asleep. Oh, my god! It was terrible. That's terrible. I think, I think, if I remember right, it really kind of, like, lasted that first part of my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Can I also say that I had a four- and five-year-old? You were tired. I was I was more than tired. <laughs> right? But yeah, yeah, I just yeah, I've had that I've had that moment. And also, can I just say that I love that Red was so quick to like pan through her refrigerator and be like, I can throw together a stir fry. I wish I was like that. My, My friend Monica is that? like that. No, I'm not My like that. My husband be all. like, Can I make you cereal? Right, right. A grilled cheese. Yeah. I might even I mean, be Ronnie like, gets I need to by because he has to do this like on Tuesdays when it's my late night. But yeah, and I'm I'm the first one to tell you that I cannot look like there's an app that I'm like so thankful for that you can oh, put yeah. in what you have for ingredients and it like pulls up like twenty thousand things that you can make in a meal. So because I cannot like look at like a yeah I cannot look at a <laughs> like cabinet and be like there it is I know what I'm gonna make. Nope. I am envious I, I lack the of imagination that, can, that way. My friend Monica can do that. She used to do that in college all the time. She'd be like, okay, here's the refrigerator, and this is what we're going to have for dinner tonight. And I'd be like, nope. this, is, this is why I meal plan. Right. I <laughs> meal plan religiously. If you know me at all, I meal plan. I have my notebook, my grocery notebook. I have one side of my notebook is for my menu for the week. And currently during quarantine, I'm doing two weeks at a time, which, by the way, I feel like I spend so much more money this way than when I was right. doing every week. It's crazy. But I uh, so I'll write down all of my meals for the week mm-hmm. and then the right page. That's my left page. My right page is for groceries that we need. Items. Um, yeah. And then I sort them by store. So right now I typically do like Walmart and Aldi. Sometimes Harris Teeter will run a special on something that I'm like, I want that and I can get it at Harris Teeter. Or my favorite tea bags, like when I make iced tea or hot tea, um, I prefer Red Rose. Mm. And they steep really well and they tend not to get that bitter kind of tannin that they can get. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I prefer Red Rose and Walmart no longer carries it or my Walmart no longer carries it but Harris Teeter does. And so when I need tea bags, I go to Harris Teeter. Also, my favorite item from Harris Teeter has to be Promised Land chocolate milk. Oh. If y'all love chocolate milk, you need to try Promised Land. It is like a milkshake. Oh. It is so thick that you you can I can only drink like, <laughs> I was gonna like say. a little bit at a time. But it is so good. Interesting. We'll have to try it. We'll have to have it one day. It is so yummy. I mean, you could, of course, water it down. Like, like put ice cubes or something. In add extra or... milk or something. I say water it down. You wouldn't put water in it. But you add a little extra milk to it to thin it. Right. Um, but it is like, it's like, um, it makes me think of a Wendy's chocolate frosty that's oh, melted. Mm-hmm. And it's. <laughs> it's Her yummy. mouth is watering, guys. <laughs> It's a shame the store is already closed. <laughs> we would be hitting up some Harris Teeter for chocolate milk. I was going to say, we'd be sending some husbands. Oh, for chocolate milk. 
Uh, but I do. I just love that he's just like, I know. Let me sort three. Oh, I can make a stir fry. You want mm-hmm. stir fry? Stir fry it is. Eat up, honey. Right. Um, but yeah. I'm so glad you guys tuned in with us. I'm so excited to dig into the I third know, me set too. and into our third episode because this book has been um, a lot of fun to read. It's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun to chat about. And I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as we have. Yes. And, um, oh, and I was going to say, because this one seemed to go by a little faster, I was going to mention that uh, cream cheese dip that we're enjoying currently. It really is the simplest thing. It's a block of cream cheese that you set, like, out on the counter, right? Mm -hmm. It's like room temperature. It's got to be softened a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you can just use a hand mixer and uh, about a quarter, between a quarter and a half a cup of powdered sugar. And I think it really is personal preference. Mm -hmm. I used a quarter of a cup this time. Mm -hmm. Um, If you mix it with Cool Whip, I do a half cup. But so you... Blend them together. You can add a little splash of vanilla and a little bit of milk to kind of thin it down. And then you just fold it into um, a small container of Cool Whip. Mm. You can fold it together and we eat it. We've got it with graham cra- cinnamon graham crackers, Ooh. like cream cheese. So good. Um, or strawberries. We'll dip strawberries in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tonight I made homemade whipped cream. Which uh, my first go round sounded terribly intimidating and something super easy to screw up. Uh, and the reality is, I've made it, I think, three times now. It's mm-hmm. so simple. So I have a KitchenAid. I bought one secondhand off of Facebook Marketplace. I love mine. I inherited mine from my uncle. Thank you, Facebook Marketplace. I scored mine. Um, but so I froze my bowl in the freezer for, I mean, I had mine in there for a while, mostly because mm-hmm. I forgot about it. Uh, but you put your bowl in the freezer and the whisk in the freezer. You want your, your whipping cream to be as cold as possible. So bowl in the freezer, whisk in the freezer, and then a small carton of heavy cream or whipping cream. They're basically the same thing. Yeah, I've read up on it and they say it's pretty much the same. It's thing. pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I put my whipping cream in the freezer for about 15 minutes because I wanted it really cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you pour the small carton of whipping cream into your bowl. I've got it hooked up now to my mixer. I've got my uh, whisk in place, my whisk attachment in place. And I add my whipping cream. I added half a cup of powdered sugar mm-hmm. and a glug or two of vanilla. Um, I don't, I'm a cook. I'm not a baker, so I don't measure a whole lot. (laughs) So I just, you kind of eyeball it, whatever Mm -hmm. feels right. Mm -hmm. So I just did a little bit of vanilla and then you turn the, your, your, um, you can use a hand mixer or you can use Mm -hmm. like a KitchenAid and electric mixer. I think it works better to do it in a mixer if you can, only because... Of how you want to see the mountain, the the peaks. Right. So you can use a hand mixer. I think it would work fine, too. Yeah, it works um, similarly. But with, so with the KitchenAid, so I just let it run on medium for mm-hmm. about five whole minutes. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't got to touch it. And it just does its thing. And it is beautiful, homemade, whipped cream. Like, mm-hmm. 
I think the small carton of whipping cream cost me a dollar or something. And the cans of like ready whip that you can get right. are like three fifty or four dollars. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I made my own. And the beautiful part about it is it refrigerates wonderfully. I iced a cake with it mm-hmm. with the whipped cream mm-hmm. and it didn't get runny. Or you know how like from the can it gets like Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it just loses its, its like form and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And this does not do that at all. Because right. there's no air right. like that. Um, what's that called? Pressurized air or whatever. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So this, I literally made the whipped cream and then I made my cream cheese and powdered sugar mix and then folded them together. And it's yummy. It's so yummy. But yeah. So we'll have to, we'll include that. Yes. Um, Maybe I'll put it on our Instagram page. Maybe I'll make it again. Because I could eat that again. I was going to say, well, I mean, why not? <laughs> Maybe that's something we can add for later on. We'll take a, I'll do a recipe or something and throw it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll make it again and we'll post it on our, on our Instagram and then everyone can have the deliciousness. You say You could do an IGTV. Hmm. <laughs> Like Jennifer Garner. I I have a face for radio. (laughs) (laughs) Although I do love Jennifer Garner. I love her life. She has some really great. Her cooking show for one. I I love her. And we did this personality test for our Bible study group. Mm -hmm. And Karen and I both um, came up the same. As did Jennifer Garner. And did Jennifer Garner, which is probably why I love her so. Probably. So, shout out Jennifer Garner if you ever hear this. That's Probably never, but that's okay. Maybe we'll tag her in it. Oh, yes. Good idea. Anyway, guys, um, we hope that you join us next time uh, for part three of Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. And... Follow us on Instagram at Books and Brunch Podcast and or email us at um, Books and Brunch Podcast at gmail.com. You always remember that and I don't, but I I'm know glad I, you do. I, I, I and don't that's know why. why we're a good team. That's right. <laughs> See you guys next time. All right, bye. Bye.